Hello and welcome. It is episode 22 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. My name is Brent Dax. It is so great to have you here. While we appreciate you listening to this podcast, we're going to shine the spotlight on a couple other podcasts here in central New York today that I think you should listen to. One is the Eat Local CNY podcast. Anthony Tringali goes all over central New York to talk to different chefs and people involved in local restaurants so you know where the hot spot is to eat. Anthony also helps us out here on the Stick to Syracuse podcast on the sound scene, so it was good to get him on the other side of the microphone. We're also going to chat with Lizzie Goldsmith today. She put together a podcast series called Syracuse Side Hustles, telling some very interesting stories of people doing just that. They have a main job, but a side hustle as well, where people pursue their passions in central New York. On the sound scene, Kathleen Mason from K-Maze Productions sits down with Buggin' Out. We'll get to those conversations here shortly, but a programming announcement here on the Stick to Syracuse podcast. We're entering the last two episodes of this format, episode 22 that you're listening to, and episode 23 next week will be the last in the Stick to Syracuse format. Just so you know, this podcast will be returning to an all-sports format, the original format of this podcast called the Syracuse Sports Podcast, starting in mid-August. So we have this episode next week. We'll take a little break, and then in mid-August, we'll put the hyper-focus on Syracuse football, Syracuse basketball, and all those great sports conversations. If you're subscribed on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, Google Play, all the usual places. You don't have to change a thing. The Syracuse Sports Podcast, when the format flips, will be sent to you as normal. We'll save a lot of the goodbyes and the thank yous for next week, but we do thank you for listening to the Stick to Syracuse Podcast and allowing us to go beyond our comfort zone and see what else was out there in Central New York. Let's get to it, shall we? Just Joe, fire it up. Behind SU Sports, snowstorm, where do we pose? Stick to Syracuse today. Saw potatoes, high top dogs, dynasty barbecue all year long. Stick to Syracuse today. It's raining, it's snowing, it don't know where it's going. Stick to Syracuse today. Ladies and gentlemen, your host of Stick to Syracuse, Brett X. So we're here with Anthony, Eat Local CNY. There's just so many questions I have for you because the food scene in central New York is so interesting. Yeah. And if you follow Anthony on social media, if you follow the Eat Local CNY page, if you listen to the podcast, you'll see Anthony, like you'll do these theme weeks, like it's burger week. (laughs) You're doing a vegan one as we speak. Uh, Mexican food. Mm-hmm. You just do these thorough, like get in, get right in there, <laughs> and make sure you're experiencing the product here. Yeah. So, in your adventures mm-hmm. doing this, as best as you can, tell me about kind of how the CNY food scene is as it is today. Oh, geez, the quality or the diversity or what, or just kind of overall. Overall. Overall, uh, you know, in Central New York, it's challenging because there's so many places. It's easy to get stuck in Syracuse, and I get. So many people sometimes that will message me and say, you have to remember, you know, there's more than just Syracuse, Central New York. So you always find these gems or hear about these gems that are like out and kind of nowhere, not necessarily nowhere, but just like out 
off your radar and you find out they're doing these amazing things. You know, there's Michael's Fine Food and Spirits in Hamilton and the Hamilton Inn and uh, the Taylor and the Cook in Utica. I mean, that's some of the most, you know, amazing food and some of the better food that's coming out of the, out of central New York, not to mention the Finger Lakes to the west. And so overall, I'd say the food scene in central New York is in this kind of cool transitional stage of um, kind of getting more into its New York roots. What is something you would suggest people try if they haven't here in central New York? Because everybody's yeah. got their own tastes and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I'm one of these people, I've lived here yeah. my whole life. You kind of have patterns. You go to the same places. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like you can get out there and really discover some new gems out there. Yeah. What would you consider something to be a must try if you're if you're somebody who's listening to this like hey i need somewhere new to go yeah if you're in syracuse i'm gonna say defi cuisine i constantly ring the bell of defi um it's by far some of the highest quality food anywhere in central new york um aside from the finger lakes and maybe like the ithaca area it's probably the highest quality food you're gonna get outside of like the new york city hudson valley area um, you have St. Urban that just opened up in Westcott again, along the same lines of Defi. You're, you know, St. Urban isn't expensive. It's like $39 for, I think a three course meal. Wow. Yeah. And so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And Defi, you can go to Defi and get an entree for, you know, 20, $30, whatever it is, but you can also do their multi-course tastings. And I would say those two restaurants alone are, uh, must tries for anybody. You know, if you can go out there and spend 50 bucks yourself, then go to those restaurants. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just they're solid. Oh, my darling, even I mean, the the amount of talent that's coming from culinary schools to Syracuse. I forget the chef's name, but the chef at Oh, my darling is a CIA grad uh, who's at Oh, my Dar- Oh, my darling, you know, putting out amazing food. So, yeah, there's some pretty talented people that are coming back to Syracuse. Uh, or coming to Syracuse, who have never been here before, that are opening restaurants. So tell me about, and there's some branches we'll have to go off of here, yeah. but Eat, Eat Local CNY. Uh-huh. If I follow Eat Local CNY, what kind of advice am I going to get? What are the benefits of, of following you? Yeah, uh, it's just kind of, it's like a hodgepodge. You know, I, you know, you say like there's themes to the weeks, and I don't even mean to do that. It's just kind of the way that it works. Um, you know, I think the benefits are just finding locally owned restaurants, and maybe some that you've known of and you know things like that i try not to hit up the obvious places all the time um not that they don't deserve you know shout outs but uh i think a lot of times there's restaurants that open up that you know are only here for maybe a few months or a year and maybe they'd stay longer if more people knew about them i mean that's probably an obvious answer if they'd stay longer if more people knew about them but um i try to hit up some of those places you know more times than not so you have the card if yeah. I have the card, what does yeah. that get me? So we started the Eat Local CMY card last September, and it is essentially a $5 reusable coupon at, right now, 100 different restaurants from Auburn to Cortland uh, and actually Ithaca as well to Oswego to Utica to tons of them in Syracuse. Uh, if you have this card, which is $20, uh, to purchase at eatlocalcmy.com or Wildflowers and Armory sells them. Uh, you go out to eat at one of these restaurants, you spend $25 or more, you just show your card to your server, you get $5 off your bill. 
um, and you can use it as many times as you want. There's an expiration date. This card expires the end of September this year, and we already have next year's card that's going to be coming out next month, and you can buy that, and that'll be good until the end of 2020. So, In this uh, cross-podcast pollination, too, yeah. we're highlighting a couple of other local podcasts here yeah. on this episode of Stick to Syracuse. You have the Eat Local CNY podcast. Yeah. So, and you've talked to a variety of people in a variety of roles. And I yeah. like that because it makes me kind of pay attention to and learn about a lot mm-hmm. of different aspects of restaurants yeah. here in central New York. So in doing mm-hmm. the Eat Local CNY podcast, who are some of the more interesting people that you've talked to? And what have you learned about the restaurant scene here? I've kind of, I'd say if I've learned anything, it's, um, it's you know, probably to follow your dream. I mean, there's so many, I think of like Kyle over at Kasai Ramen, uh, you know, I mean, and he, you know, he's kind of the self-identified white guy from Philly who owns a ramen shop, you know, uh, you know, you have, you know, who followed his dream. I mean, he was in a band touring musician working in restaurants because music wasn't paying the bills and just had this dream to do a ramen shop and followed that. And one day opened his ramen shop. Uh, you have Cody and Nick over at Defi again, who two very talented chefs who working in kitchens, but ultimately just kind of went all in on their dream and opened up the restaurant. I'd say if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that, you know, there is success in kind of following your dreams and not necessarily just getting that safe corporate nine to five healthcare job, you know, but kind of going all in with what you have a passion for. It's Eat Local CNY, but I want your opinion on chain restaurants. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a couple. Yeah, actually, that's funny. This week, I haven't been. Uh, You know, I'll hit up Dunkin' Donuts every once in a while. And uh, just because there's something about their coffee, I've been told that they put, you know, some addictive chemical in their (laughs) creamer. And I can understand, you know, why people say that. Uh, You know, so I'll hit that up every once in a while. If I'm on a road trip, uh, you know, especially a long one. You know, you you know, hit up a fast food drive through or something like that if you can't help it. Because um, it's interesting. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, go what, for it. what fascinates me is the, I don't know if it's media driven. Yeah. I don't know if it's social media driven, but mm-hmm. there's always a big hubbub one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. When, you know, uh, what's the re- Golden Corral? Oh. Okay, yeah. like people couldn't get enough of when is it opening <laughs> yeah. and then it opens and there's lines out the door and I'm driving by on 690. Yeah. And it frustrates the hell out of me. Nothing oh, against Golden sure. Corral. No, I hear you. But here I am talking to somebody who knows as well as anybody, there's hundreds of local restaurants that yeah. if they opened next door to you, right. you wouldn't go to. Yet we're obsessing about that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the Krispy Kremes of the world mm-hmm. come and go. I've seen those chains come and go. There was a big hubbub about Chick-fil-A, which is fine. I eat yeah. a Chick-fil-A once in a while and yeah. I get it. I understand the 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 appeal of something new opening but right why can't we get that when an oh my darling opens up in downtown syracuse or something like that it does happen don't get me wrong people you know open new restaurants and people go and and the buzz can build that way as well i just find it fascinating that it doesn't seem to be the same as as when these places open you know if there's one thing i've learned from meeting with business owners uh not just restaurant owners but business owners over the years uh and i'm still surprised every day honestly by some decisions that business owners make for years i've as somebody who has a side hustle who's not full-time in my side hustle job of Eat Local CMY, but I've always kind of admired somebody who opens a restaurant, somebody who kind of like took that risk, took that jump, and went all in on something. And to be honest, 
<laughs> most of the local business owners, not local in Syria, but most of the small business owners that I meet, I, I'm like, I could do this so much better than you could. Now, that sounds super arrogant, and it is to a certain extent. <laughs> but it's also true. I mean, there are just decisions that, you know, some make that I'm like, what? Why would you? What's happening here? I yeah. could have made such a much better decision, you know. And is there is there something about that that jumps out? Because I'll, I'll tell yeah. you one, and I'm biased in this because I work in the media industry, yeah. but it amazes me the marketing approach some of these places yeah, take, sure. which yeah. sometimes is like, yeah, we have a Facebook page. Right. It's like, well, you got to do a little bit more than that if you yeah. want people to know about you, right? Yeah, 100%. Maybe your food's that good, and word of mouth will just take care of everything. But <laughs> is, do you find like that's a, mis- a major mistake, or is there something oh, that you gravitate yeah. to? Yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe it's, I'm sure it's every area in, you know, in America, especially in smaller cities. Uh, Syracuse has definitely come a long way. Uh, since I started four years ago and since, you know, I was just out of high school, um, Syracuse has changed so much, but we are still, we still have so much farther to go. And there are things, if you were in New York city, you would see restaurant owners making, you know, maybe arguably different decisions, better decisions. Um, but I still think that there's just decisions that we make today in business that, you know, it's kind of like trying to chase that quick response. You know, trying to chase like the fast money and not necessarily playing the long game. And, you know, to be honest, there might be some, you know, listen, there's Bitcoin and you can, you know, if you get in and you have the money, you can make, you know, loads of cash very quickly. And those things come come along very infrequently. Uh, but yet we spend a lot of time as business. I do the same thing. You can, listen, I run a Facebook ad and I'm like, this is going to make me thousands of dollars. And you know, then it generates no results. <laughs> you know, you have to run a hundred Facebook ads before you really, you know, jump. So, uh, I think that's kind of what it is, you know, take out bad decisions and, you know, kind of, um, trying to identify what those bad decisions are. Ultimately it's trying to chase quick money. You know, and I think that's, I mean, listen, we're humans. Those things are going to, no matter how experienced you are, no matter what business you're in, that stuff's going to kind of have its allure at some point, right? Is there something we don't have here that you want here in terms of a restaurant, a food, a style Mm, that Central New York is missing? I wish we had a much better food truck scene, street food scene, food truck scene. Um, You know, it's come so far. The chef and the cook just invested so much money into like having the chef in the sea, like this amazing food truck that they just had built. Um, you know, you have toss and fire who, you know, Nick just had this amazing food truck built, had like a special crane come in to lift their pizza oven into the truck. I mean, just crazy stuff. And so our food truck scene has progressed a lot in the past two, three years. Um, and shout out to the food truck association who's been, you know, doing that. And, uh, you know, you have city councilman Michael Green, who, you know, helped the food truck scene go leaps and bounds this past year. But I wish we had a stronger food truck and just street food in general scene in Syracuse. Something where like there was more so at night area where people could congregate and kind of hang out outside, you know, have it like be a safe environment where you're not worried about some of the stuff that's going on at night in downtown Syracuse. You know, I think we could still go uh, a lot farther in our outdoor scene in downtown. I know there are so many uh, out there that you yeah. love. You love all your children equally here. But yeah, if right. I had to ask you to pick a restaurant <laughs> mm. that identifies Syracuse, New York, 
Oh, that's which a one tough would it one. be? That's a really tough one. Uh, uh, wow. Hmm. I would say I don't know if I could just pick one, but I would say uh, let's say because we know if, what the default answer is. Yeah, for sure. What's the, def- yeah. the default answer? Yeah. Is dinosaur barbecue? Right? Actually, that's the one that yeah. gets the media attention. That seems to be well, the one that comes up in the first breath. Well, if we're talking right, about, wrong or indifferent, if we're talking about media attention, which one defines central New York, then yeah, it's dinosaur. But if we're talking menu talent, use of local products, I'm going to say it is a triangle. And I'm sure there's plenty others out there that would fit into this. It's a triangle between the Brinewell eatery that just opened up, uh, Devin over there and shout out to Sarah Hassler. who helped him get it open. Not only do they use so much, uh, local food, but they have it listed on a menu where each menu item comes from, like where this ingredient comes from, who produces it, the area of the state. Then I'd say the other part of that triangle is Defi. They do the same thing. Not only are they using a lot of local stuff and they have it listed on, like they have, uh, I just had an artist come in and draw where certain ingredients come from and the farms that they partner with. Uh, so not only are they taking local ingredients and using it in one of the most innovative ways um, possible, but then I'd say the third part of that triangle is a place out in Elbridge called Bailiwick Market. They have a family that they employ who their job, and it's a husband who's a retired Syracuse police officer, uh, his wife who actually is in charge of making all their ice cream out there, and then they're like, I think they have six kids the whole family participates and raises their chickens, raises 300 chickens that they use the eggs and everything at this cafe, not to mention all the other local produce and everything that they bring in. I mean, they're growing their own raspberries and blackberries right now to make ice cream. So I'd say if there's not just one restaurant that perfectly, you know, personifies central New York, it's that triangle. It's these restaurants that open up that are either a raising their own chickens or growing their own crops, but then it's, you know, the Brinewell and it's Defi who are partnering with local farmers and local providers and not just doing that, but then advocating for them and announcing that they're doing it. And this is where you can go. So I'd say it's kind of like a triangle of those three. The Eat Local CNY podcast, you can subscribe to that on all the feeds, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, it's there. And where can we get the Eat Local CNY card? Uh, You can go to eatlocalcny.com. You can also get it at Wildflowers and Armory Square. Hey, what do you say? Have a happy day because we're living in Syracuse. A paralegal and a fairy tale princess. A mother and a rapper. A cook and an artist, a forklift operator, and a comedian. Lizzie Goldsmith, a recent graduate of Syracuse University, put together a 12-episode podcast series called Syracuse Side Hustles, which you can find at SyracuseSideHustles.com. tells the story of people in central New York that have a main gig that are chasing their dreams on the side. Let's hear from Lizzie about Syracuse Side Hustles. So Syracuse Side Hustles had its origins before this year, um, but we really started working on it in uh, January of 2019, kind of bringing different subjects to the table, different ideas, pitches, people we would find on Instagram or friends of friends is really how it got started. And we started 
talking to them. Okay, how do we want to present this to people? It'd be, you know, it's, it's a little different than what's your main job? Tell us about your job. It's you have a job and then you have a side job that you're following and maybe it brings in a lot of money. Maybe you're still getting started. Um, maybe you're at any stage of this process. We're doing stories on people with interesting side jobs in Syracuse or the Syracuse area. Would you be interested in being the subject of a podcast and a video feature and on our website and got a lot of interest. And I know the first person I reached out to had a, had a phone conversation with him and, and he was all like, oh, oh my, really? Oh, sure, I'd love to. You know, I'm, I'm an artist and I, I would love to sort of get that out there more. And I'm just flattered that you want to talk to me. Every story is different and people should certainly listen to all of them because it's a mm. terrific series. But did you find generally people are doing side hustles because they need the money or because they're passionate about what that is and they just wanted mm. to pursue it and, and make some money off it? I think it's more the passion. There's a lot of hope for a lot of the the people inside hustles that hopefully they would be able to do this as a living. That's their goal. Like I don't know if people want to, you know, get rich off of it necessarily, but wanting to be able to if I could do this as my full-time thing, that'd be amazing. There's someone who who uh, is a burlesque dancer with Salt City Burlesque. Um, we have a muralist and graffiti artists. I'm probably going to forget some people. So, um, but you know, we have some people working in um, the per- several different, and that's what I really liked. We have several different sort of, if you will, genres of work represented. So performers and artists, uh, entrepreneurs, um, all sorts of creators from, from different vantage points. So I thought it was really neat to we We don't just have people who are singers and artists. We have people who are making stuff with their hands or an activist. Uh, so, so I was really excited for all the stories we got to tell, and I hope your listeners will check us out. SyracuseSideHustles.com. In an age where we aimlessly scroll through articles on our timeline, send a DM instead of having a conversation, look for likes instead of a hug, this is what we stand for. Real human connection. We will excite you. We will upset you. We will make you move. We will make you laugh. We are beautiful. We are hideous. We are bugging out. That's what it says on their website, bugginoutusa.com. It's quite an intro. I kind of like it. Here they are, it's Kathleen Mason of K-Mace Productions on the sound How would you describe your sound? Because I know you guys are like this, the very cool mishmash of stuff. Yeah. So either one of you. You know, I think I found a good term. Uh, we're releasing an EP on the 3rd in just a few days, and uh, we're doing a little promotion for it. And uh, the caption I had was new wave of hard rock. Yep. And I think that's a good way to explain it. We're predominantly a rock sound, um, you know, sometimes harder than others, but uh, a lot of, you know, 2019 influence from Mike here, bringing his hip hop and R&B vibes nice. into some of yeah. the riffs and uh, the soundscapes we create. I love that because nowadays, I mean, everything's been done. So if you can do something really yeah. fresh, like you can merge a whole bunch of different styles together in a good way. Yeah. Um, so awesome also how do you how do you feel about live performances when you would you rather someone come see you live i mean obviously you would but do you feel like your your vibe is better live than in the studio or i think that's where we that's where we sell people is we might get their attention with the music sure but i know personally one of my really good friends told me when we first started the band he's like do you really think this is going to work? Do you really think that, that you should, you know, kind of veer away from your, your hip hop, everything you've done there 
and really give this band thing. And I was like, man, you just, you got to see us live someday. He's in Charlotte. So, um, he finally got a chance to come up and see us at the taste. Nice. S- saw me after was like, man, that was the best show. Like not the best show that I've seen you do. Like the best show I've actually ever seen. Wow. And this is the you type know. of kid that wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. Right. Yeah. You like know? this is like lack shorts, uh, or la- <laughs> lacrosse players, salmon shorts. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, um, wow, very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. But there's uh there's some sort of energy and passion that's in the room when we're playing music that, uh, it's really hard to capture with a, just a microphone. Uh, you know we're going pretty nuts on stage and uh it's 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 not background music i think is a good way to explain it it's it demands your attention when nice. you're there and In it's your face. it's a wild ride it's human you know yeah. i think ryan said it the other day we got together and ryan's our bassist it was we were talking about like missing notes or whatever right he was like yeah i missed that note and he's like that's what's kind of great about us is like i mean at one point at the taste he like swung you swung your guitar around your waist and just, and you just like your feedback yeah and just like <laughs> stomp to the middle of the stage and but it was, but yeah. it's yeah. organic is yeah. what it is it's great in the moment comes out july 3rd how has your music writing evolved um for this next release from the first our first release kind of set the stage each song had its own purpose uh to kind of uh preface where bugging out can go with its sounds you know there's a few uh hard rock songs a few just good good driving rock songs and a few smoother songs that get more in touch with your emotions and and some real life issues that everyone deals with and uh, this record focuses more on the harder rock aspect of what we're doing and we have a follow-up ep coming in the fall to winter which will touch more on the emotional softer side of what we do and we wanted to split those up because they're they're two very different sounds and uh but they when you hear it together, it, it makes a lot of sense of why it's all falls under the bugging out umbrella. So where can people find you? We're on all streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. You know, we post all our stuff on YouTube, uh, right on our website, actually, bugginoutusa.com. We have yeah. all of our current music out as well as some different uh, pictures, video, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, nice. Instagram, the bugging out crew. Thanks again for listening to episode 22 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. My name is Brent Dax. And just a reminder that we'll have an episode next week, episode 23. And then after that, we'll take a little break and the format will change back to all sports beginning in mid-August. If you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud, you don't have to change a thing. You'll keep getting the Syracuse sports podcast when that comes back next month. Thanks to our guest today. Thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'll meet you at Skating Place. Listen up, listen up, I got a message to deliver. Criminal thoughts that make a grown man shiver. Subliminal code that goes right past the brain like a plane. Time bomb, dusting for a pain. What to do, do I do, do I sit and wait? Sit around.